Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, one of the great cliches of this time of the year is how people routinely make a disgrace of themselves at the Christmas party. And like all cliches, there's a large degree of truth in it. News Talks, how the hell did I get home correspondent has been exploring uh, the mortification. Henry, there haven't been Christmas parties for uh, three years mm. or so because of all the obvious reasons. So have things changed at all? Yeah, it is. It's, it's a different type of Christmas party. Three years on, believe it or not, lots has changed. I mean, it's a minefield out there. And you could, at this year's Christmas party, party, you could be cancelled. You've got to be really, really careful. Uh, And remember, COVID is still here. It hasn't gone away. It will floor some of us this Christmas. And yeah, three years is a long time. Um, And remember decency, common decency, and I know this is an obvious thing to say, but consent is so important at the Christmas party and I know myself, some years back at a News Talk Christmas party, I lip-synced to common people by pulp and I wobbled off the stage and I think I brought the host with me. And, you know, it, was, it wasn't that many years ago, so people did have phones so it's up there somewhere. And even another one, Bosco, poor Bosco, was heckled. Um, uh, you know, Bosco, Bosco. Yes, yeah. Uh, by, by, a, by a colleague. Uh, and it can get really at out of hand. At the News Talk Christmas party. It, well, it was. And then it, tough crowd. It, it, very tough. <laughs> Very tough crowd. But I, I even remember myself at another Christmas party before I joined the company. Uh, I, th- I think I stripped and I got thrown out. The bouncers threw me out, which is fair enough. You shouldn't be stripping. Okay. How stripped were you? Uh, just the top off. Just, the, you know. Okay. You know, that's, just, you know, uh, you know, just. That's showing, just and you may have been perspiring and you needed to cool a bit of chest, off a bit. You know, yeah, no, forgot where I was. Yeah. Thought I was an England football <laughs> fan. Um, but I, I met these ladies and I asked them about the Christmas party. Great time at my Christmas parties. You just have a great time. Yeah, yeah, great time. You know, kiss a few fellas. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and any particular fella you're looking out for? Whatever's, you know. Whatever's in front of you. No, like, no, 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 no. Whatever one is the best looking. All right. <laughs> you know yourself. <laughs> and have you ever like fallen or had any injuries? Maybe the odd cut on the leg or something. But just the odd cut. <laughs> the odd cut on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Just from falling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you witness at Christmas parties? Everyone having a laugh. That's what that's what it's about. Do you know what I mean? People having a laugh, enjoying themselves. Working in security, you must see it all. I mean, you must have seen all sorts of carry-on at Christmas parties over the years. I don't, don't, go, I don't go down that road. Though. The boss going out, the assistant and all. People in my office that have done said things. So what, what have they said in your office? What have people oh, said like at what Christmas they, parties? They have gone up to managers and have said things that are quite inappropriate. I want a pay rise. Exactly. At wrong time, wrong place type thing. And then you'd have people, I have seen people fall downstairs at Christmas parties. And how were they? Ambulance? Called? Or did drunk. they get back up? Ah, no, they just got back up and left. And that's the thing, when you fall when you're drunk, you're quite floppy, so you might be okay. Ah, yeah. I think you're that drunk, you just don't notice until the next day. Will you be going to a Christmas party this year, perhaps the first one in three years? Yes, I'm go- we're going on the 16th. <laughs> Christmas parties don't. Just be really careful not to kiss anyone from your office unless you're really, really, really sure because it will always come back and bite you in the bum. And has it come back and bit you in the bum? Have you kissed a boy? And it's really awkward? No, but I have heard stories. Um, so, yeah. And I, then the rumour mill starts. A rumour mill starts, yeah, definitely. And then, you know, the, the chat, you know, the gossip and all the rest. So, yeah, just be really, really, really careful about... Um, kissing somebody. As I say, don't screw the crew. <laughs> don't screw the crew. And you never do. No. I'm the boss, so no, I don't. <laughs>
Right. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> some action there. Yeah. Ever, have you fallen well, down? Yeah. Well, we've all probably fallen yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. I haven't, I haven't fallen down down the stairs, but you know, I have. I did snog a colleague behind a door, uh, you know, and somebody spotted us, and that's the thing. The rumor mill can start. Uh, I remember one year we had a Christmas party, and a, you know, there was a different Christmas party on each floor of different companies, and I went and sneaked into someone else's Christmas party with this particular lady, thinking no one would see, and then a colleague from off the ball saw and told everybody. So, you know, you've got to be so careful. Now, in fairness, no, that was uh, like a relationship. That that ended in a a relationship, which was great. But no, I've never fallen down the stairs, but this man has, and he ended up in hospital asking a nurse out. One of the most bizarre Christmas parties that I've ever went to, run by an architectural practice, and lo and behold, the Christmas party happened to be sponsored by um, an Eastern European embassy. And the theme of the um, of the party was vodka. <laughs> vodka. And um, lo and behold, many, many, many cocktails later, I decided to and ended up descending two flights of stairs um, in about five seconds by landing on the one of the said principles of the company. Which leads me to another occasion where the party was fantastic, but the way home wasn't, and um, woke up in hospital a day or so later. Mild concussion accidentally walked into a lamppost but the damage was done when I fell backwards and knocked myself out on the ground and that was just a Christmas party too much too much a, a, a Christmas party too far as they say in there mistletoe no wine yes and you were happy with the, the service you got an A&E you got better apparently I asked somebody out um, in A&E um, sadly I didn't remember it but she did tell me as she um, brought me around the next day <laughs> he asked a nurse out. Well, we, yeah, I think it's a nurse. I mean, it might have been a doctor, or it could have been a porter, or it could have been anyone. But I, I think it was a nurse. But yeah, falling down the stairs and then walking into a lamppost—tough um, Christmas party experiences. I mean, it's happened yeah. to the best of us. Yeah, and so no, but of course, the thing is, like, if, if you can fall down the stairs or mm. trip over somebody or something happens, and then all of a sudden it's compo time. Can can that happen? Yeah, of course. And I know lots and lots of businesses out there, lots of nightclubs and what have you, and, and venues. They, they do worry, and there are legal implications. Um, here is Stuart uh, Gilhooley, solicitor from H.J. Uh, Ward Solicitors. Yeah, I think you just have to remember, really, that Christmas parties are an extension of the workplace. So it's not, you know, it's, it's easy for us to forget that uh, we're in a work environment. It's easy to forget, you know, that we have to treat it largely in the same way as we would as if we were actually in, in the office or in or in the factory or wherever, or wherever you happen to be in, in your workplace during the normal course of your employment. So I think, uh, although it is a social occasion and things are obviously slightly different when drink is had, uh, we have to be very careful what we do as an employee. You have to be really careful not to be getting involved in uh, the sort of thing you wouldn't do when you're uh, when you're in the workplace. And as an employer, I think you have to have policies in place. You have to tell people, you have to say to them, look, this is not any different. Please behave yourself. Of course, there is nothing to stop consensual uh, relations of some description going on. But we must be very, very careful to ensure that they are obviously 100% consensual and we m- must be careful that there is no lines crossed and I think you know if you are for instance in a position uh, as, as an employer um, you really shouldn't be getting involved in anything like that there's a serious danger you could find yourself with some uh, question of harassment uh, some issues 
relation to your behaviour around uh, around the party, particularly when drink is taken and people's recollection can be a little bit hazy sometimes. I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm not saying, you know, that everything is banned, but you just have to be careful not to cross any lines. And I think that's the point, you know. I mean, I think we all think when we've had a few drinks that the sort of stuff that we wouldn't say in the office is okay. It's not okay. And so some people remember it, some people remember it differently. And that can create an awful lot of trouble going forward, both for you as an employee and perhaps possibly for you as an employer if, you, if your employees have misbehaved and you haven't put proper policies in place. These things are better done outside of an office environment. You know, by all means, you know, have, you know, have the chats and, you know, flirt away. But you just need to be very careful about, about what you do and what uh, and, and how you behave and make sure that it is no different than what you would do in the normal circumstances. If you fall over and you're drunk, then it's your fault, <laughs> unless unless you can show that there's another cause for it. But I mean, I don't think you know. You, 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 again, obviously, it doesn't look good from an employment point of view if you're drunk and your employer, who previously thought you were a brilliant employee, looks at you falling over. And um, that's that's obviously one one point of view. But also from a liability point of view, if you've had too much to drink um, and you fall over, then you it really you've only got yourself to blame for it. Um, obviously, there can be circumstances when there are other reasons why you fall, but if there's too much to drink, you know. You don't want to blame it yourself. Uh, right. Uh, that was uh, uh, Stuart with Gil Hooley there. Uh, uh, one texter says, I work in HR. A group hired quad bikes and, cra- and crashed drunk and three of them broke hips. That's... <laughs> uh, ah, the old work party disaster. I worked for a company a few years back. Christmas uh, party one particular one particular year was great. The queue outside the HR office on Monday, not so great. Now, Orla says, I fell down the stairs at a work party, but it was my shoes that were at fault. They're incompatible with stairs and the drinks I'd consumed. Silly shoes. And uh, Claire says, I once fell down every single step uh, down to legs in front of, that's the nightclub, in front of three bouncers. I stood bolt upright like a floor gymnast and was applauded through the doors by them. Proudest moment in my life, says Claire. Good woman, Claire. Right. Okay. So th- th- obviously, the like the pubs yes. are open, yep. and this is going to be venues, and and you know how are they dealing with all this? Yeah, and I, I remember another quick story about Dublin Zoo. We ended up in the penguin enclosure. Oh yes, a- and you know, and how do we deal with that? And HR came with us. Uh, so uh, HR, could, HR, uh, we were stroking them. Uh, HR, uh, yes, uh, was very active. <laughs> and, you know, you know, and, and again, I mean, the Christmas parties are not like that anymore. We've got to behave. They've got to be, as Stuart said, there. They've got to be like. Uh, an extension of work you've got to remember that it's like it's i know it's a party but it's a work party so you've got to uh, behave but yeah pubs are really gearing up they've had you know basically two three years of closures and uh, opening and closing and stuff like that uh, and they're dealing with the increase of the pints and they've got three weeks of madness here is uh, ronan lynch from the swan bar a traditional pub on angel street and we were waiting for a big delivery of creamy guinness we're in this beautiful um, traditional pub. The Christmas decorations are up. Uh, the Guinness order, has it arrived yet? It's, we're taking in part one of it this week, so we're waiting for it to come in now today, so just to get it ready and set up for the festive season ahead. So this is a Christmas Guinness order. God, I'm thirsty. One off, one off the Christmas orders. Please God, there'll be plenty of them. And only made around the corner in St. James's Gate, fresh Guinness Christmas Guinness and people are coming together. The you know the first uh, big you could say pub Christmas get together in three years because of the pandemic. How are you feeling? 
Yeah, really looking forward to it. Obviously, as I said, we've been through a really tough time. We have to kind of draw a line, the sand, and move on. And we're looking forward to getting back into the swing of things for this Christmas. I think the industry needs it after the lockdown that we've had. And I think people need it as well, just to go off and blow off a bit of steam and enjoy themselves. And you're trying to keep prices competitive. You're doing your best with that. Tell us about the 12 pubs of Christmas. What's your honest feeling? You know, it's been around for about 15 years. Initially, we entertained it, but we just found that uh, our pub wasn't suitable for it. Like, it's a Victorian pub. It's quite nooky and cranny. And, like, to be honest with you, people trying to, you know, large groups arriving in just doesn't suit it. So we found it was upsetting our existing patrons that were here. And we just decided just to curtail it. And we just don't entertain it from, from, I think, actually, the distinction of the first pub in Dublin that actually banned the 12 pubs at Christmas. So we just just don't like it because we found when people came in the large groups, all the people that were in there just got up and walked out. So we're just left with an empty pub. So we decided not to continue with it. So you could have like 20, 25 Christmas jumpers coming in. And if you are the 12th pub, some of them might not be able to walk possibly but we wouldn't serve them in that case so that's why we, we just we, we actually put security on for that reason so guys just say listen guys we don't take the pubs we don't take the 12 pubs at Christmas and generally we're that full that we can't actually take accommodate those large groups because it makes it uncomfortable for other patrons obviously you only serve people who've uh, just had a few drinks do, do some people get a bit carried away um, look, you do, but you just keep an eye on them and make sure, like, the, you have, you just look after them and make sure they have a good night and that's it. And if somebody has enough to drink, you say, listen, guys, you better head off or take a pint of water or go off and get something to eat and head home. That's generally what we do. Right, that, that was, sorry, yeah. We were yakking about something completely different there. We're kind of tangentially to do with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Henry, thanks a bit for coming in to tell us about that. <laughs> Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.